BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, batter, 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 swing. No! Foul ball. <laughs> Why did we, like, did you play uh, baseball where you yelled that while the guy's trying to bat? Uh, I always thought the yelling was stupid. Yeah, I guess we talk crap, but that was so overdone. We'd just be mean to each other, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, know. yeah. Shit talk yeah. is one thing, but I'm talking about there was just like I was on teams in Little League where we yeah. would just all just say the same chant. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what is somebody really going to swing at the wrong time if you're yelling, hey, batter, batter, swing? Like, you know, like you're really going to psych somebody and just swinging at the wrong time? I don't think it ever happens. Yeah, yeah. it feels like white noise. Yeah, like, so overdone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, sure, whatever. I guess when you get to the pros, like the whole stadium is full of yelling people, so like they probably can't even hear each other very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They probably couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, they probably couldn't yell, "Hey, swing!" You know, to, to throw somebody <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, anyway, our guest today is a comedian whose name almost rhymes with hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, right? Uh, if you pronounce great. it weird, I guess it would. But I'm going to try to say it the right way. But we're also going to get into it with her because I think there's more than one way to pronounce her name. Anyway, it's Lisa Delarios. And she's hilarious. See? Let's go to work. Hello, Lisa Delarios. Hello. I I didn't I thought that theme song was kind of fun. Hey. I, I think that's how I described it to you before we started the show. Yeah. Yep. That's that how you kind described of, it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kind of boy. Kind of aggressive. Hello. Hi. Uh, yeah, it, it somewhat resembles fun. That's what I like about it. Is that <laughs> it's aggressive and scary sounding somehow even though there's also a child involved but <laughs> lisa how are you well um reporting here from pasadena california and uh everything's great it's very chill in pasadena have you seen that little old lady in fact i live in the attic of three old ladies <laughs> Whoa, an attic. I stayed in an attic in Pasadena once because I grew up in San Diego and we did a like a choir trip to, uh, you know, do some sort of competition or some shit in Pasadena. And 
that was my first experience with Pasadena is that there was like volunteers people that let people let us all sleep in their homes they'd set up some sort of thing so I just slept upstairs in some lady's house it and, might uh, it might be where I live now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that you know it's giving me a good I feel like I'm there you really did you um, leave a time capsule for of some kind Ooh. <laughs> uh, little, little I don't little think Doug so. time capsule I don't um, think Doug, so. Doug Mellard, have... are you thinking like something Amelie esque? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I've definitely a couple times in the past left weird pictures and notes for people and poetry, oh. like between weird crevices and like apartment, like between the oven and the wall, just a bunch of weird photographs of me with like butter on my face or whatever and then <laughs> weird poems and then i'm just and i don't get to see the payoff i'm just like someday somebody's gonna laugh or be freaked out it's gonna be great <laughs> in That's weird weird crevices those those like you're not there for the payoff pranks are the weirdest but uh that's you know. so true that's so true that's that is true commitment to the bit <laughs> gonna make somebody's like day sometime yeah, or like when you change a sign or something, and then you're not you don't stick around to see people seeing the sign and re- <laughs> yeah. you know, laughing at what it, you know. Uh, <laughs> I just found recently an old photograph somewhere that there was a. I don't think it was a church. I think it was like more like a theater or something that had a play called Father Doug. But for some reason, Father Doug oh. was with those little letters that squish into the board and stick to it. You know, little corkboard letters <laughs> and it said father doug so i flipped over the u so it changed it to father dong and <laughs> in that case i did take a picture of it so i got you know i'm happy to that i did because uh you know i just switched it back right away because i couldn't stick around long enough to see uh the reaction or maybe i just left and left it that way but either way I wish there was, there probably is somewhere in the world, someone named Father Dong, but oh, yeah. we're here to talk to you, Lisa, about, <laughs> <laughs> about your lack of a dong. We want to know. Now, okay, so you're in Pasadena now, mm-hmm. but where you and I met and uh, like hung out via stand-up comedy in uh, Austin, Texas. Yes. That's where you and I met. I think for the first time you were headlining at Cap City, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, did I like open for you or something? Or feature or something? Probably yeah. featured. It was probably, probably. featured. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was maybe 2012-ish. Oh, okay. I have no idea, actually. I was thinking further back, <laughs> but maybe that's the thing is maybe maybe I saw you around and then somehow you ended up being on my shows because I I knew you already. Yeah, but not but not well. And this is a weird memory I have now because, uh, you know, of course, you also know Doug Mellard from Austin because, uh, you know, that's where he got his start in comedy after you had already been doing it there, I think. Well, I actually started comedy in New York City. Right. In the 90s. And then I moved to Austin after I'd been doing stand-up for probably like five or six years, maybe more. Okay, okay. And so, Doug, you were already there, like, on the scene. You were, like, one of the hot shots in Austin when I moved there. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, well, I was trying to figure out, yeah, where you started because, yeah, I thought you were established before you came to town. I wouldn't go that and, far as to say I was established. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe season yeah, remember, though, because because years of yeah. New York stand up must have you know when you got to Austin you must have had it together pretty much. I guess I had some. I had developed a little bit of some chops at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know when that was <laughs> Doug Mellard. That was um and Doug oh. Benson. Hey Doug. <laughs> Hey. That, that was um, when I first moved to Austin was 2004. Okay. okay, so I bet you guys met somewhere. I bet way back around then, because I think six I remember, or, 2006 or seven is when we met. Yeah, because it's probably the same time frame of when I met you. I bet. I think so because I started yeah, coming to. I, I started coming to Austin a lot after the first time I came there for um, uh, South by Southwest. Yeah, and I wow. think that. Maybe that time that you worked with me might have been I might have been there the same weekend as South by Southwest because I thought I was clever. You know, I had this movie <laughs> playing at South by and I was like, oh, I'm going to like double dip and go to this festival because, I, you know, I, I wasn't that you know familiar with South by. I knew it was a big thing, a big deal. But I was like, I'm going to go to this festival. But while I'm there, I might as well headline Cap City that weekend. And then, <laughs> you know, the shows were great. And I love Cap City. But like it just kept me away from this film festival where my film was playing and everyone was loving <laughs> yeah. it. Oh my you know, God. So it, was just, it was just such a dumb, it was just such a dumb decision on my part and nobody, nobody helped me to guide me. Everyone was just like, yeah, that sounds great. You should do stand up while your movie's here. So like the first night my movie played, I like introduced it and I didn't even do the Q and a after, cause I had to go do sets. Oh in City. shit. Oh my God. That, <laughs> you, you know, know and all we... these years later, I'm like, Oh, my movie debuted on, on Friday night at the Paramount theater at South by Southwest. And I just skipped. <laughs> oh my wow. God. So committed, see, to, so committed to your standup. So committed. I've, yeah. But now since then I've learned, I've seen some of like the most exciting movie experiences I've ever had have been in, in that same theater. Absolutely. Because they, the movies they get to premiere there are just crazy. Like, it's Yeah. Just, I mean, that's a gorgeous old theater. Like what an amazing opportunity that you missed. <laughs> and it's got, well, you know, I mean, I have, been, I've since been there a lot and been on that stage a few times and stuff. So like, I, you know, I feel like I've, I sort of became like a for a few years after the first time I went, I became like kind of a, a Austin mascot or a South by mascot where like I would just be like walking around and everyone was so into uh, the whole weed thing at that point that like I would just be like constantly past things, just walking down Sixth uh, Street, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was really into South by for I still love it. I'm going to come again next year. But I like uh, really, really liked how. uh uh, friendly everybody was you know it was really uh yeah. it felt like I, everywhere i went it felt like i was like in a parade or something <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i mean when we when you were there i i mean you're probably right i bet you that was south by southwest because i remember feeling kind of festive and i do remember we all went to do karaoke one night at that uh that's what that? i have written down right here it sounds like a bank we always forget the name of it common that's interest like, yes, yes. That's it. Um, <laughs> that sound like a thing. It does. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's so funny. No, when everyone was like, because first we leave, first we, uh, you know, had to leave the weird mall that Cap City used to be in with the Dracula restaurant. Yeah. Uh, we had to like leave that weird mall to go to another weird mall 
that yeah. had karaoke <laughs> that looked that outside it said common interests. Like, what the hell is this even? Yeah. Uh, and it was a bar that had karaoke. And I, and I always remember not remembering the name of that place. Yeah. And, and had, I mean, it, they had a popcorn machine. I do remember that. I'd always have And je jello shots served in <gasps> syringes. Yes. So bizarre. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And Mark, I feel uh, like Mark, Mark, the bartender, would always walk into the room with a bunch of those syringes for everybody. The Jello, yeah. the Jello shot shots. Yeah, <laughs> I'd shoot those suckers. You kidding me? Right down the, right down the hatch. I'd do it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, "This is this common interest. This is the place to go." And I was just like, <laughs> "What?" I've you know because I was still like hadn't really seen down that much of downtown Austin because I didn't do it right the first time and uh so like i was like this these couple of strip malls i've been to in austin are, are not they're not as cool as this everyone's making this place out to be <laughs> uh, keep austin strip malls weird that's right yeah. that's definitely north austin it's a lot it's very yeah. strip molly yeah, have you seen true. um uh lisa have you been around this new cap city at all have you gotten to, to look at it no, I haven't. I haven't been back to Austin in, a, I'm going to say, a, de a decade. I haven't been there in oh, so long. Oh, wow. Is it something you, you want to go back and visit, or are you not, are not that uh, drawn to it? Um, You know, I mean, if I'm going to, like, go to the trouble of, like, buying a plane ticket and getting a cat sitter and all that, like, I'd rather go to I'd, I'd rather go to Spain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's other destinations you'd be more into, and like I guess like a lot of the people that you uh, associated with at the time you were there have probably moved somewhere else. Mostly here in LA. Like when I yeah. left, yeah, when I left True. was like a mass exodus of comics from Austin. So I mm -hmm. really I know maybe like five comics that are still in Austin that I was friends with. I mean, there's probably more, but that I can just think of right off the top of my head. Yeah. And you could see them if you wanted to, like when they're rolling through LA or whatever. Yeah. Like Doug Mellard, for example. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it, yeah, um, I, I do miss having you around, Doug, seeing you. Yeah. Your lovely yeah, wife. Yeah. Wait, why am I blanking on your wife's name? I love her. Flynn. Flynn. Yes. And Penny, of course. You still have Penny. That's amazing. Yeah, fifteen and going strong. -ish. Oh, she's she's young. <laughs> yeah. I you wish did. there Wait, was just a way. I wish dogs could outlive us. That'd be so cool. I yeah, know, but yeah. then, you know but I mean? then the thing is, <laughs> if they did, then who would take care of them? They well, have to be taken care of. If they're a good boy or girl, <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and they're and they're cute enough. Uh, everyone has a friend that wishes that your dog was their dog. I bet you True. so many people covet Penny that if, if, uh, heaven forbid, uh, you know, Doug and the missus got into a, something happened to them, uh, Penny would be in good hands, I think. Yeah, well, like we were going out of town soon and people are fighting over who's going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I've never had that. I've never had that problem. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, that's the problem with cats is nobody's like, I, I want to take care of your cat. Nobody asked for that. No, nobody asked for that. And and even when I had dogs, though, I, even if my friends watch my dogs, I always pay them. But this is L.A. Like, you got to pay people for everything. Yeah. 
it's true and you know and there's also uh plenty of opportunities to um foster uh you know dogs instead of borrowing them from your friends <laughs> but i currently have a dog running around my apartment because uh a, f- a friend of mine ha- has a cute dog that i uh i borrow from time to time oh yeah okay it's fun I don't know what he is. He's like, you know, uh, he's like manages to be a chihuahua, but kind of big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> nice. yeah. He's like we he's part short chihuahua, hair? but something else got involved. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's, <laughs> something uh, else got involved. <laughs> <laughs> Some other kind <laughs> of doggy. Well, do you, uh, yeah. do you all know that I am, my job now is I'm a dog trainer? Did you know that? Well, that's why I won't shut up about dogs, because I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you about dogs. I just, uh, I, I can't even segue into it, uh, you know, in a natural way, because uh, it's just it's at the forefront of my mind right now. So, uh, yes, tell us about your uh, dog training. Like, when did you start training dogs? Um, well, technically, when I moved to L.A. in 2017, I was introduced to Sarah Dubochet, who's the wife of Andre Dubochet, who's a comedian. And so I had worked. I've always loved animals. Everyone that knows me knows that about me. And my last two years in New York City... I worked for the ASPCA, the the giant um, animal welfare organization, and I was doing outreach work in the South Bronx. And that was like a full-time gig. I actually stopped doing stand-up at all during those two years because it was took all of my time and energy. And it was amazing work, but I wasn't a trainer. I was basically like going into these low-income communities and trying to connect people with pets to resources and um, try, it was kind of like the program was to try to prevent people from surrendering their pets to the shelter. Um, Because oftentimes it's people that don't have the resources that end up for whatever reason, having to give up their pets. And then these dogs end up in the shelter. And then we've got this huge crisis of homeless dogs and cats. Um, and so during that job at the ASPCA, I definitely no- started to notice that one of the biggest reasons that people would feel that they couldn't keep their dogs was for behavioral issues. And so I kind of, it sparked an interest in like, mm, I wish I knew, like, I wish I really knew like the secret to how to train dogs, how to communicate with dogs. And um, so anyway, that job it definitely had an expiration date. Like emotionally, I could only take, I did, did it for two years. <laughs> yeah, Liz, I, the shit I saw. Good God. Um, uh-huh. Some some animal hoarding stuff that was like, uh, oh, yes. bananas. I won't go into details. Not funny. But anyway. Was there, was there cat juggling? Like in a jerk? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to make this horrifying topic cute go ahead. yeah yeah let's just say there was there was some catch up uh, so that job when i quit that job then i decided i'm gonna move back to well i won't go into all my movings because i did go to austin for a second again but then i ended up back coming to la and i needed a job and i 
um, so yeah, I met Sarah Dubochet. She was a certified dog trainer and we had coffee. She was like, you're great. I'm going to hire you. We'll train you. And so it was really through a comedy connection that I got the ball rolling on becoming an actual dog trainer. So I mentored with a trainer who was amazing. Her name was Claire. Did she give you treats every time you did something right? She definitely, (laughs) she definitely used positive reinforcement, Um, which by the way, we all learn this way. Um, You know, I don't, I've never wanted to do a better job when someone told me I suck. So, you know, just saying, Hey, I like how you did that is positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she, she gave me lots of positive reinforcement and then I started getting paid, which was also positive reinforcement. Um, <laughs> and it, that was five years ago. And I went on to kind of, I, I left working for that company. Uh, I think it was, a, I kind of had a little imposter syndrome because that's, have you guys, you guys know what imposter syndrome is, or is that just women that deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. uh, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and also I was in my freaking forties and trying to learn a whole new skill, which is you got, as we all know, as comics, you got to suck at something before you get actually good at it. Yeah. And that was really hard for me. But I, the good thing is that I, I knew that it was the thing I love. Like I was like, oh, this is it. This is my thing. And so I was so motivated to to get past the sucking part because I really wanted to learn how to truly change behavior and communicate with dogs in a way that was humane and effective. Wow, that sounded like I was like a some sort of commercial. <laughs> Are you running for the office of veterinarian? Um, Hell no. So, uh, what's your like? Are there different? It's kind of like acting, I think, and dog training and acting are similar in that uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, there's there's all these different disciplines. Mm. of of how of how to apply discipline <laughs> yeah in um, fact you I know think it's, yeah in the in the dog training world right now a lot of people don't know this but there's like an all-out war going on like yeah i bet it's like politics it's completely divided um there's the old way and then there's the modern way that's very um, it's science based. It's it's like there's no it's not like this guy's got some sort of magic touch. So he's doing it right. There's no yeah. there's no magic touch. It's literally a, it's science. It's learning theory. It is how all organisms learn. And the thing is, the old way of training dogs was very punitive based because people didn't know better because there wasn't. It's just like with anything, you know, like as there's more research and studies and and now animal behavior is like a huge area of of study. And so there's just been so many um, basically like every single scientific body that's you know, related to animal behavior has come out and said a hundred percent, the most, the most effective way to train a dog is with positive reinforcement, which means not using um, pain or intimidation. 
which you know that was the old way like you know using yeah using choke like chains. no used to be a command a specific command yeah saying no yeah and, and, negative and the thing is is that unfortunately on tv the if you do if you're doing dog training the correct way and there is a correct way um and i'm not just saying that because it's the way i do it um if you're doing dog training the way lisa does it then it's not necessarily sensational like it doesn't look dramatic where <laughs> yeah. which is why they don't really have tv shows where people are doing it the right way although there are a couple like there's and of course oh, it's yeah. The UK. Well, you could, you so could we got one here hat. called Lucky Dog. Okay, so Lucky Dog. Yeah, Lucky Dog yeah. is now... It, once upon a time, it was this guy, Brandon McMillan. Mm-hmm. He's, he still uses some like real dumb shit, like shake a can of coins. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I never saw shake a can of coins on um, there. That's hilarious. He, he Okay, he literally <laughs> has the master... Like, the ma- master class. This just goes to show you, like... Whoever runs Masterclass, they're like this guy Brennan McMillan because he's oh, on they'll TV. Just pick somebody who's known for something. I don't think they yeah. really care how if they're really they are at it. You know, right? What are their credentials? Like, how does it's you know... a lot of its opinion of whether or not he's the best dog trainer. It's because he's like, honky you know... and he's on TV. Yeah, yeah. He was funny on TV because he never he was never totally natural on the ca- on camera, and then. I have a theory that he that you know because now the show is this couple where the uh, the man's a dog trainer and the girl is like a animal psychiatrist or something and they uh, they work together to find homes for these dogs. Uh, yes. just basically just in the L.A. like Calabasas area, but uh-huh. um, they uh, you know they don't really the show doesn't travel, but. Um, Brandon had like these uh, these rule, you know, these he'd say these are the things you need to train a dog, you know, sit, uh, lay down, you know, he, he had like five commands that he said were the ones to do. And now this new couple have changed it. And it's like seven commands. And uh, one of one, one of Brandon's is missing. So I, this is just I'm just responding to your like. <laughs> how people can have different opinions of how these things should be done when in fact there probably is just one best way. Well, I'm impressed that you know so much about <laughs> Lucky Dog and, and the evolution I of love, it. I love Lucky Dog. I mean, but it's really funny because, oh, that's what I was going to say is I think that he got, I, I think he got pushed out or quit or something over the fact that the show has really gotten uh, to the point now where it's clearly being uh, paid. They're making their the money they're using to make it is coming from uh, dog medicine companies, oh, like the like like the big pharma of an, animals and dogs. So like you know, there's this drug uh, they're always bringing up that they're that they say is good for you know when a dog is injured or something with a cue like Quelsequin or something or yeah yeah Quelsequin yeah Quelsequin. So every episode's brought to you by Quelsequin. So that makes me that makes me like look at the TV oh. funny. Like wait, what? So this whole thing about how we should treat dogs better is uh uh you know <laughs> run by, by a for profit company that's but you know making a drug that pro- they probably charge people too much for. Oh my god, that's fa- that's interesting. You're so smart. Well, or I just, you know, 
don't know what's going on and just have my own theory. But, uh, you know, I think this I think that's why he stopped doing the show, because there started to be more and more of that. Like they'd have these little scenes where he'd have to talk to a veterinarian like they, he'd bring in a dog and he'd uh-huh. be giving him a checkout. And they'd have to talk about consequent or whatever it's called. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and he'd have to what? have conversations about his stuff. So I think that that's where, but you know, the, the rubber could hit the road just about anywhere when it comes to the, but the way they replace this guy, if you watch an old episode of lucky dog with him and then a new one with this couple, the intro is all the same words, but mm. the new couple is saying, we, we, we the whole time, but it's all the stuff Brandon said about yeah. what he does and what he's doing. They yeah. just didn't even rewrite the copy. That they just changed it to we do this. So it's like when they first took over, I hated them because I was just like, these people fucking took Brandon's show. But <laughs> but now that you mention it, it does make sense that Brandon's training might also been a little sketchy. Well, I mean, I guess all TV shows have commercial, like have some corporation behind them. Oh, you know, sure. Absolutely. But um, not in the body of the show. Plus, right. The show is part of CBS's, you know, every network has to have every TV network or channel has to do like two hours of educational and informative programming, mm-hmm. uh, I think spread out over the week. So like what CBS does is they do like a few hours of shows about animals and science on uh, Saturday mornings. So uh-huh. that's yeah. why I got into lucky dog. Cause it's on every Saturday, in it, but it's got that little symbol in the corner. That means it's educational. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. <laughs> Even wow. though you're just watching a show about a cute dog learning how to sit, you know, well, learning I guess, how to you know, props <laughs> to, to Kosequin for giving a shit if they did, if they were like, mm, actually, we should maybe have trainers that are using the most modern science based technique. I mean, I don't, you know, uh, Caesar Milan, not not the case. He is using a lot of outdated techniques. He doesn't he doesn't that, have yeah. credentials. He's he calls himself a dog psychologist. Like his center is the dog psychology center. I don't think he's read a book about dog training. If he <laughs> if he ever has, it hasn't it hasn't been in like 30 years because he's so using just archaic you know logic and it's stuff that's he, he doesn't know how to read dog body language. Like he'll just blatantly call like oh that dog is yawning that means he's really calm and it's like no that actually is a sign of stress when a dog is yawning and they're not tired like dog body language is like a big part of understanding behavior what's the emotional component going on and there's also been recent studies where literally the scientist who studied human brains decided he wanted to try and do the same thing with dogs and he worked with a positive reinforcement trainer and they trained dogs to go into MRI machines, which is bananas because wow. and they were conscious because if you want to because they wanted to look and see what they were trying to understand the like the social part of the brain and mm-hmm. what parts of the brain light up you know, when they see their owner, for example, you know, or hear a a cue that their owner gives them that means the treat is coming or whatever. And the, they trained these dogs over a few months, you know, just like baby steps, one clicker at a time, train these dogs to be conscious in a tube, an MRI machine and not move. 
a machine that's constantly banging, making horrible noises. The noise, so they so condition them. Yeah, they condition wow. them to the sounds. You know, they condition them slowly, which is how you get dogs. You condition dogs yeah. to anything. You know, getting their nails clipped. You just start by. Here's the nail clipper. Here's a cookie. Here's the nail clipper. Here's a cookie. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's literally how it works. And then, so what the findings were basically, and there's been a couple studies similar is that dogs are emotionally and socially the same as a human toddler, a three-year-old child. Um, their emotion, you know, they're the, the complexity of their emotional lives. And so to me, if there's what could be more evidence that we need to treat them humanely and, and with respect when it comes to teaching them, because that's what training is. It's teaching. It's teaching them life skills because these aren't humans, but they are being forced to live in a human world. And even as being pets is a new thing relatively for dogs. Cause once upon a time, dogs were mostly for jobs, you know, they were, but all of a sudden, you know, in a very short amount of time, they are all sitting in people's houses and not really getting the enrichment that they are programmed to, to get. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and also they completely depend on humans for their everything. You know, when do I eat? When do I go to the bathroom? It's they're completely dependent on us. And so yeah. the least we can do is give them the skills, you know, to to know how to live in, you know, to, to guide them and give them the skills to live in this strange world that they're in without without using you know, a choke chain or, yeah. you know, or shoving yeah. their face in their, when they have a potty accident, it's like, that would you, is so weird to me. It's so <laughs> weird, but it's like, it, but this is also has to do with people misreading dog body language. For example, you look on YouTube and people post videos of their dogs. They think are funny. They're like, look how guilty. Did you do this? And the dog's like, looking down and looking to the side and to humans we're like oh see he's guilty he knows he did something bad when actually the dog is literally just trying it's appeasement behavior they're trying to avoid conflict those are all things uh. and dogs do that's what dogs do to each other to avoid conflict they look away oh true yeah yeah so they're not they're not guilty they're not like oh, i did the bad <laughs> thing i feel so guilty yeah. No, they have those sweet puppy dog eyes because they have sweet puppy dog eyes. That's, the, that's yeah. how they look, you know? Exactly. Like they don't look it's, at you like that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's that, in the eye of the beholder. It's like whatever you decide the dog is thinking, you could, you could make it. Right. That. Yeah, they're just trying. They're just trying to stay alive, you know. They're like evolution that gave them these sweet puppy dog eyes to keep them alive. Yeah, it works. Like, you know, I mean, it should work better than it does, but... Uh, that, yeah. that there's any animal cruelty at all is just insane because they're so they're so damn adorable, and uh, you know, and they need us. But we need to go to a break. This is oh. like flying by. I'm so excited about this topic. <laughs> I cannot I tell love you. It. Yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, so we're gonna go to a quick break. But we'll be right back. Okay. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back to wide world of dogs. Dogs, yeah! We are bark, I mean back, and we are talking talking about dogs and just how awesome they are. And I, so this is what's been happening with me, is we, I have a borrowed dog from time to time because a friend of mine has a cute dog and he, has a busy enough life that like, you know, it's uh, good for the, him and the dog to like uh, hand him off to me for a few days. He hangs out with me and my girlfriend. We have a lovely time. So great. Pretending, pretending we have a dog, but mm-hmm. I've already, I've, 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 I've been, uh, he's like four years old and I heard recently, you know, people think like there's some sort of cutoff for when dogs stop learning things. You know, that expression, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes. And that's insane, right? Like yes, dogs are ready to learn their entire lives. That's absolutely false. <laughs> yeah. That's like saying people can't learn past the yeah, Well, we, some we, can't, unfortunately. Well, good point. But that's probably we saw, like, <laughs> we saw some video of this dog that learned all this vocabulary with like toys and stuff. But it was like an insane amount, like hundreds or something. So after Penny was probably 12, we taught her like, I don't know, at least 20 new vocab words See? where, yeah, yeah. Like at age 12. Yeah. Dogs are if smart dogs, especially are going to be smart dogs, but yeah, they can all learn new stuff. They can yeah, all learn. Especially when they're getting what they, they're getting positive reinforcement yeah. and treats and, you know, in, in the food, you know, the things you're already giving them, if you're a good dog owner is you're feeding them and you're petting them. So yeah. like, so like to just do those things in a way where, you do them right after they did something you want them to do. Yeah. It's like so easy and natural. So like I'm teaching this dog. It's like the owner of the dog, uh, the, the dog, he wouldn't even want to try to teach him a trick. He didn't think he'd be able to learn. Aww. And I'm teaching this dog shit just every time he stays with me. I, you know, uh, train him a little bit. I love that. <laughs> and you know it's what? so fun. I love, I love doing it. I think I would be impatient as a actual trainer because there are lots of circumstances that come into it that make, each case unique, right? Well, training the humans is what you would find frustrating. <laughs> that's the part. Of but the I mean, also though, like it, it does with each dog, you're you are going to go through different uh, obstacles in terms of their, you know, uh, ability to learn. You know, just their own past trauma can affect things you're trying to teach absolutely and it it can be slow moving sometimes like i mean if you're and if you're so there's training and then there's behavior modification and behavior modification is more psychology where you you're trying to undo trauma like dogs that have extreme anxiety or fear um and so like reactivity is the term for basically when dogs overreact to some trigger and it could be, you know, in certain contexts only like a lot of dogs, the moment they're outside on leash, they become reactive. Like when they see 
a skateboard or a bicycle or another dog or anything, you know, some dogs are rea really reactive. And I actually been, I've had a client dog, uh, Barkley, he's 80 pounds <laughs> and he's some sort of golden mix. He's gorgeous. Um, but so reactive that he pulled his, um, person over on leash. He was, you know, seeing another dog and pulling and lunging and barking and she broke her elbow. Um, Ugh. because you know, um, it, the dog pulled her over and, yeah. and she had another dog trainer tell her, you can't afford to fix this problem. Like it's just going to be too expensive and good thing. She got my number. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa under earner delirious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I have been working with this dog for since last October and I take, I work with him one-on-one. -on -one. I take him out, um, uh, started out, I would do three days a week. Um, and I just take him out for like an hour, an hour and a half. And, um, and I'm still working with him now. I do two days a week, but, um, I have seen tons of progress but well. he's still not fixed. I mean, there's, and, and it's not necessarily a thing that will ever entirely be fixed, but he can handle so much more than he could before. He's just able to kind of, he doesn't overreact. He's, he sort of understands now like, Oh, you know, he's had enough, he's had enough experience seeing the trigger and not having his big reaction and things are okay. So, yeah, and I've yeah. trained him other alternative behaviors to do in, you know, I've trained him alternative behaviors. And then also I've used counter conditioning to change his feelings about these triggers. Um, and the, 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 I use, you know, like baked chicken, <laughs> 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 something that he really, really is thinks is super awesome. Um, but anyway, my, my point is that, yeah, sometimes that kind of stuff can take longer, but you know, it's just like with people, if you can't fix trauma in, in, a, in, you know, three hours. Right. Yeah. That's why, yeah. People have to go to therapy and stuff for yeah. years and years. Yeah. But what about, what about when you're training? A, I, I watch these trainers on TV, like, you know, these TV trainers, I see them. And I see how, like, when they're teaching the dog something, they're, like, pretty much constantly giving them little treats. And I know hmm. they're small treats, but is what's the thing on, isn't it potentially, isn't there the potential for over, overfeeding an animal while you're trying to train it? I'm glad you brought that up, Doug. Um, because part of, you know, like the people who are anti-treat, uh, you know, anti-food and dog training, um, it's a big part of the, and also when you, so positive reinforcement means you add something desirable following the behavior that you like, like you said, Doug. Um, but anything a dog likes can be used as a reinforcer. So it doesn't have to be food. Food is um, the almost, every dog's different. You know, some dogs aren't food motivated. It's rare. But there are some dogs, especially like high drive dogs, and they'll they'll work for a, a game, a quick game of tug. Or, right. Oh, you know, wow. As, as yeah. you can imagine, that's not as 
efficient, like as just popping a cookie <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the mouth, you know, but so with training, eventually what you, you want to get the food, you want to get the food out of the picture actually as quickly as possible. I, but you don't ever want to completely stop reinforcing a behavior. But once you see that a behavior is pretty much learned and well-established, then you start intermittent reinforcement. So, and actually they find that that, that, that the learning lasts longer if, if you start you know, if you do lessen the, the food rewards. If they don't get sense. the food every time, yeah, they still, in their mind, the possibility of the food is enough. Exactly. Like to you, make them we, do it again. Yeah, <laughs> like the, there's the possibility, like we're a slot machine, basically. So you start, <laughs> like, so like when I first teach sit, for example, um, you know, when you're first teaching it, it's a brand new skill, you're asking a lot, it's like learning anything new, it's really hard for them. And so yes, you're going to reinforce every time you're going to be like, sit, good job, treat, sit, good job, treat. But then, you know, once you're like, okay, they've got sit down. So, or they've got sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to maybe start giving them that food reward every third time that they sit. Um, and you, so, and I always use praise. So if I'm not going to use a food reward, then I'll just use praise, which is somewhat reinforcing for most dogs. Just say, good job, or, good boy or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they know because they, they're so smart. Like, and I'll even tell people like, don't ever, ever miss the opportunity to tell your dog good job when they do something. Even if it's just when you call their name, and they're looking at something else and they turn back when they hear you call their name, at least say, good job. Like, don't, you know, because I've seen the look on dogs' faces where they're kind of like, hey, man, I just. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> I was about to sniff that thing. I was, I was looking at that squirrel and I took my attention away and you didn't even acknowledge it. Not to anthropomorphize, but. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, and also another thing about the food is when you're in the first, like in the beginning of training, like if you have a puppy, you're going to be doing lots of rewards, lots of, you just want to go. I mean, obviously you're, you're using them strategically. You're not just throwing food at them. You're using right. it very strategically with timing. Like after the behavior that you like, the treat is in the mouth as soon as possible. Um, so that they, connect the behavior with the reward. Yeah. Um, so in though, you know, when you're early in the training stages, then if the dog likes their kibble or their dog food, if, if they're actually motivated by that, I'm, I'm like, use their meal times for training mm -hmm. rather uh. than just pour the food into a bowl, like make it a, well, that's what we've been doing though, is, is the giving, uh, doing the, the bowl food like after something you know as as sort of time it with a kind of a reward but also you know it's time for a meal anyway yeah um, yeah and you could even do like part of the meal you could do a little like train some tricks or behaviors and then the other part you could put into a snuffle mat you know what a snuffle mat is <laughs> i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, it's the, like a thing that they have to w work to get it out of the inside of it yeah it's kind of it's a little enrichment activity so it's just like a little 
fabric mat with little flaps of fabric. And so you just kind of like scatter the treats in there. So they have to like use their nose and snuffle around in there. And I don't know any dog doesn't love a snuffle mat. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just, it's really a uh, fun activity for them. That's, that's, uh, that sounds good. I should uh, get my hands on, on one of those. Get your hands on a snuffle mat. Yeah. Or just I'm throw just like, and toss them in the yard, even, even in the grass. Like just toss, you know, a handful of kibble in the grass and let them sniff around for it. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's uh, definitely something uh, like I have to put the treats like all over the house because I don't want him to fixate on a specific room. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want a room to be associated with, oh, this is where I, you know, I'll go sit here and whine if I want to eat, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, that's but I smart. got lucky. We got lucky with this dog, though, because like that's part of the reason why we, we like dog sitting with this particular dog because um, it just does not. He does not um, care about squirrels or other dogs one lick. Like every once in a while, meet a dog that he gets kind of interested in, but just to stand around and sniff and you know maybe maybe play a little bit or something. But like most dogs walking by, he doesn't even look twice. It's crazy. Oh, he sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a really nice quality to have. Although I was really trying to get him excited about a squirrel the other day because the squirrel was like <laughs> in a tree talking to us. The squirrel was just like, dang, 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 dang. and we were just sitting there looking up at him and, and I couldn't get the dog excited about the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I, that That's funny. Like, I mean, really, that is a gift. A dog that's not into hunting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I don't know what his deal is, but he's also he's just got little peculiar things that he does that, uh, you know, you just don't know, because I think the uh, the current owner got him as like a rescue, I think, or something like that. And then so he didn't know his whole backstory. And so we know even less, but uh, he's got some uh, some things that he does. But now I taught him how to, sh you know, shake hands and. Cute. But now when he wants food, he starts sticking his hand out like, let's shake. Yeah, yeah. So that's something on, I don't teach a lot of dogs to give paw or shake because yeah. I find that that because the thing is what dogs will do is they'll start offering all the behaviors that they've learned. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it gives them a way of asking for things. That's, you right. know, the good yeah. news ra rather than barking at you or, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, so I would just make sure that you don't give him the thing that he wants when he's just, you know, forcing yeah. his, forcing the, the, his paw on you. All. That's when I have to like, yeah, I put my foot down, but I don't be mm -hmm. mean about it. And then I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like shake his hand sometimes and just say, good boy. And don't, there, there is no treat. So, so I figured that out on yeah. my own to, to, to back back up the treats a little bit but i still just was just concerned because you just see like you know these people on on lucky dog they want to train this dog in a day or two and mm -hmm. so they spend all day training it just feels like that's just like uh overfeeding the the dog or or getting them too too into the treats so that's it's good to hear from you that uh uh you know even the tv show they're probably giving more positive reinforcement off camera but it's just not as it's not as clear to the viewer that like he did a trick. So now he gets this treat, you know? Right. And, and that, and, and they should address on the show that, the you know, how you taper off the treats. Um, and yeah. Because I find a lot of people, they, 
they start by using treats, you know, you use a treat to lure a dog into a position. Like if you're teaching a dog down, you're, you have the cookie in your hand and you're lowering your hand to the ground and they follow it. And then once they're in the down position, you, you know, give them the treat. But the, a lot of people will keep doing that lure like permanently. Whereas I take, I get rid of the lure as soon as possible. So yeah. Um, I want the food to come from actually another hand. So the the yeah. hand the hand that you're using to teach them the behavior that becomes your visual cue. So you know it starts with a hand going down towards the ground, and then the more you practice it, you start making your hand your visual cue slash hand signal. You start to make that more subtle. So eventually, you're just doing that this little tiny like flick of your hand while you're standing up and you don't have to lower your hand all the way to the floor. Um, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, you know, the show is about names. We talk to people about their name <laughs> and we ate up all your time talking about dogs. Oh, that's what the show's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, since we're both dogs and uh, you know, I, I, I'll just say this one thing before uh, we inviting you to come back sometime and actually talk about your name, because uh, we, we really do have a, a lot of questions about it. And, um, uh, you know, we have a lot of questions we ask uh, everybody. But um, I just want to ask you about if you think there's any connection between uh, Delarios. Well, first of all, do people, is it dealer's choice? Do people go uh, uh, Delarios, Delarios? Do they, do they make that change there on their own and you don't uh, correct them on it? Yes, absolutely. And I don't, <laughs> I don't correct them because I yeah. also, I also alternate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was the one thing I really want to know, but then that leads into <laughs> how similar the name is to hilarious. Yes. Is there some nominative determinism going on there? Like, do you think that part of the reason you became a com comedian or became a, became funny per se is because of hilarious delirios? Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, because I was always like the of my small friend group because I grew up in East Texas. Um, uh, yeah, I was definitely like the card trying to make everybody laugh all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, <laughs> there's just something to me like, like people, use, my friends used to call me by my last name, like, hey, what's up, Delarios? Like, I don't know, there's something kind of silly sounding about my name, I think. And maybe that did just kind of, um, I just somehow processed that. <laughs> <laughs> one of my well, dumbest jokes, one of my and Doug Mellor, you might remember when I, I briefly had an opener. I've always struggled with an opener. <laughs> but I yeah. used to say that my new stage name was Miso Hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably not as fun today uh, as, no. as it was, was back then. <laughs> no. Become more more in it was always silly, but it became more inappropriate, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. 
well, you know, I would love to have you come back to the show uh, sometime and then I'll try to not ask you so many things about dogs and we can get into uh, what we really uh, are here to talk about. But this this is real, real cool. Yeah, we won't hate it if we get back into dogs. And then well, that's what I'm back. saying. I said I try. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll I, it's hard. I go on. I mean, it's it's not I good. Love it. I talk a we've lot had, about dogs. We've had a few guests on the show where we haven't gotten to the questions because something else, uh, you know, we got into something else. And one of our guests, it took three times, three appearances <gasps> before we got uh, into the actual uh, material. Okay. Um, yeah, so who knows? Maybe that could happen again because I already have another question about dogs. Same. What does it mean if a dog uh, does a lot of stretching? <laughs> if like every time it gets up from a nap or from a, a sleep or just 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 really likes stretching, like is there something going on with a dog if they like to stretch a lot? Like downward dog kind of thing. Yeah, like just you'll just like get it, just get into these stretch positions and like really really seems like a person like working out you know their issues there i think i think <laughs> i actually i actually think that's a dog who's who's feeling good that's i think that's a dog right? that's that's feeling content and it's like just a natural healthy thing that they do yeah I and th you can you can train to them. enjoy doing it you know <laughs> you should then you should capture that behavior you should train him to do it on cue so you could you could call it bow so or right. whatever you could come up with a really even cuter, you know, you could say downward dog, oh. like anything that you <laughs> see that your dog does naturally, you can teach him to do it on cue. Oh, that's so cute. Cause he also does that natural. Like he likes to lay on his stomach with all his legs splayed out. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do, you could probably teach him an army crawl pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, mm -hmm. that which they teach dogs that they want to do like, uh, you know they want to have a dog act where they have to crawl under something that's right that's right you could <laughs> still get that dog. <laughs> yeah you could still get that baby into 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 hollywood you know yeah no, <laughs> i don't think it's too late uh -uh. Uh, i i was watching uh america's got talent last night and they had a dog act on you know oh. it's one of those really hyper like border collie kind of dogs and yep. um just the insane without giving it treats at any point, I don't think just this insane uh, whole scene of all these things happening, the dog doing so many different uh, things, uh, you know, obviously in the right order. Cause he's seeing his trainer setting him up, but it's got bits where the, he, where he knocks the trainer over, knocks him into a trash can, all this shit. And, you know, the judges were all like, that's the best dog act we've ever seen. And every time I see a dog act on that show, I'm usually impressed by it. But, oh, I'm uh, obsessed. I'm obsessed with that freestyle. It's called freestyle where they do like these routines to music and the dog's doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I'm obsessed with these things. Oh, there was a new one. I have to watch. Yeah, it was on last night and uh, he uh, it was the second appearance this season. And the dog's name is Hurricane. And the, I forget the guy's oh, name. Oh, what a name. <laughs> but the dog, the dog and the guy have advanced. Now they're going to the uh, to like the finals which is like just 10 or 11 acts or something like that. But they, they got, there was 11 acts last night and they, they picked two and one of them voted on by America was the dog act. So that was nice too, to see the dog act. The third place was a country singer. So I was happy to see the dog act was more beloved by America. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one for the team, but um, but it. Uh, this dog is—it was insane the number of uh, behaviors that this dog could do, and just all uh, you know, in obviously in an order that they had to rehearse quite a bit. Quite a bit, but that is called yeah. freestyle. That's called that is a comp- competitive dog sport called freestyle. I want more freestyle because it's uh, my dream. It's my it's dream. Super fun to watch. <laughs> One day you'll see me doing it. I'll be eighty years old. <laughs> you can teach. A I want to see this, this old dog new tricks. Yeah. Right. Um, thank you, Lisa Delarios. Oh, so you've got a um, another thing I saw recently. That I got excited about, but I don't think I can be there. Is you've got some sort of dog event that you're involved with that's coming up? Oh, I, um, I, I did, I have a friend, a fellow trainer and I created a dog training workshop, but we, we already oh. had it, but. Oh, it happened already. Okay. We're planning to do more. Um, and I'll keep an what? eye out for it. Where can people look for you and your, I mean, obviously they have to be in the LA area, but, um, well, where can they go to see your information? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have, if you want private training, I'm in Los Angeles area and they can reach me on Instagram at Lisa Delarios. And you know what we didn't talk about, which we will have to talk about on another episode. (laughs) I'm inviting myself. Is that, is that (laughs) the storage wars element? Yeah. Do you what not know? It? Do you not know that I I was a regular I was a cast member on Storage Wars for Okay. All right. See, I thought that I, was I just saw you, you promoted. I didn't I know. Didn't watch. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, well, it's a it's a whole nother funny thing we can talk about because it happened. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's wild. Okay. Well, okay. that's a great tease for your next appearance. Uh-huh. Um, We'll have to, uh, you know, figure out a, a date uh, uh, off mic. But um, thank you so much for being here. It was such a treat. I, I miss both of you. <laughs> a treat, so to speak. And, oh, uh, I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah. Doug, uh, what do you got to plug? Well, this is kind of serendipitous. This is crazy. Uh, find me on Instagram because, like, as of a couple days ago, we're trying to find this dog at home. We found this, or my brother-in-law in Houston you're in the Houston or Austin area, because we might bring him back this way. Somebody dumped two dogs off at my brother-in-law's work, and they're both very cute. We already found one of them at home. Oh, good. But there's one left, and he's adorable. He's some sort of smallish terrier mix, younger guy. Uh, a lot of the vet stuff's already been taken care of. He's got a fresh new haircut. He's not neutered, but real sweet, really smart. And uh, anyway, we're trying to find him a home. If, if you are interested in a cute dog, it's going to go pretty fast. We already got a lot of nibbles, but uh, might as well cast a wide net. So find me on Instagram at Doug Mallard. This guy, a little black and brownish mix. He's so Aww. cute. Aww. But uh, yeah, hit me up. You're Follow a good me. person. You're both good people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't you? have any, I don't have any dog plugs. I just have Doug plugs. I, uh, <laughs> I got shows coming up. I do, uh, you know, Douglas movies and the Benson movie interruption around Los Angeles, uh, various dates. So go to douglasmovies.com uh, to find those if you're going to be in L.A. And then I've got road shows coming up in uh, uh, several cities, including uh, just added uh, Tacoma and uh, oh, San Diego. Cool. I'm always going down to San Diego because that's where I, I'm from originally, as I said. 
but douglovesmovies.com is where all of my dates are. And Lisa, we end every episode by just basically naming uh, the episode. And it's always like some sort of uh, pun or something with the word Doug in it that, that also uh, relates to our guests. So I, I hope uh, you enjoy. I, I what think I, I know this one. You think so? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, what is it? What is it? Well, I just say it like as the closing line of the uh, show. So uh, <laughs> thank you for being here. And as always, dog eat Doug world. Yes! <laughs> Got it.